All right, what's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. This is episode number 150. I'm your host, Invader, and hey, you know what? We've got a lot to talk about tonight as we finally got the official unveiling of the Xbox Series S, as well as many other details that have been shared around. We'll definitely dive into all of that and more. However, before we get into things and as people start filing into the chat... Let's get to the panel intros, and for tonight, we've got a jam-packed all-star panel with us and three amazing members of the community from the Gamers United Guild. Let me introduce our guests first, starting off with, from Four Guys With Quarters, Italian Clowns, Carlo, welcome to the show, my friend. How's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, Thanks for having me. I love being here with you guys. I've always loved TXR. Um, and you know, Tim Dog and I go way, way back to my early podcasting days. He's one of the guys that really got me out there, and I appreciate being on this panel uh, with him and all of you guys. Glad to have you. Thanks, man. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> love you too, Tim. Love you forever, brother. <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, no, we got like a really great uh, panel with us uh, moving down the list. Uh, Jay, the graphic god, next up from the Retro Renegades. How's it going, Jay? Things are going great. You know, unfortunately, it's Sunday night. It means I got to work in the morning, but great way to end a weekend, you know, hanging out with buds and talking games. Nice. Uh, absolutely. Love that background. Yeah, I'm admiring it. Damn, Jay, that's some awesome, awesome work there you got in the background. Did that, did that take long to set up? You mean <laughs> that to make to make all the money to buy all those arcade machines? <laughs> of course, of course, and that expensive chair. I know he has been rolling a Bentley on his days off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me, pimping. Um yeah, no, you know, that that's my thing. You know, Retro Renegades, is we play a lot of old games, and I was just getting some stuff ready for the show on Tuesday night, and I thought, hey, instead of just, you know, having this exclusive to the Retro Renegades, let's pop it into a, into a camera action and use it for tonight's TXR. Looking good, man, looking good. <laughs> oh, man, that is fire. And last but not least, uh, joining us from the wonderful NLG podcast, we got the stinger, Mike Mullis. How you doing, Mike? What's going on? Another great night with the premier Xbox uh, show on the internet. What's up, guys? What's, What's up? up? What's up? Finally, after after years, I show up and Tim Dog is here. <laughs> usually, usually I'm filling in, so I'm I'm happy yes. happy to actually get on the air with you, brother. Same long time. Well, we've been known each other. Everyone known each other for a long time, and uh, finally, finally here. It's cool. Definitely cool. Yeah, definitely. Now we'll go on to the TXR panel crew, and you know what, Tim? I'll go with you. It's always great to hear from you, man. Are you ready to dive into these Xbox bombs tonight? Yeah, it's nice to have some news, and we're going to have a lot of uh, opinions and stuff, and got some news coming up for PlayStation Wednesday, so uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm really excited to have the show, great panel, thank you uh, for all our guests coming, Mike, Gamer God, and um, my man, Clowns, Uh, just going to be a really good show, it's nice to have a lot of information too, to go over, you know, sometimes when we don't have anything, you know, it's it's a little bit tough, but uh, 
we we won't have that problem this week. Yeah, man, definitely. And uh, there's uh, quite a few things to go over. Uh, next up, uh, Megatron. Hey, uh, you looking forward to get into the, all the Xbox news, bud? Oh, man, with this panel, we got Clowns, Jay, Mike. Listen, I am excited, man. I'm happy to be here with these guys. A lot to talk about new consoles and, uh, you know, next generation. And uh, let's go, man. We're going to uh, end this weekend with a bang. Oh, certainly. Uh, all right, now on to Eric Shockley. Buddy, how's things over at your end? Pretty good, yeah. Excited to get into some of the uh, topics, some of what went on this week. Uh, looks like every all the news broke right after our pod, or our last show. So, um, But yeah, I've been <laughs> having some trouble. Pur- I still can't purchase games on Xbox Live. It's so weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can purchase oh. games on the 360 Marketplace, like in the web store. But I can't purchase like when I add shit to the my cart and my Xbox. Still gives me that same air. I have no idea. Yeah, I saw that because you were trying to get Ninja Gaiden and a few other games, right? Yeah, it was funny. I bought Ninja Gaiden Black right through the store, and then when I went to go buy Ninja Gaiden Two, it started giving me this air. And since then, can't buy anything. Hmm. Has that started but, with the new update? Are you uh, alpha? Yeah, I'm in the alpha skip ahead so i don't know if it's that but no it doesn't even let me do it if i use any windows based except so if i use a windows based store um like if you just go to xbox.com it has like the window ba- windows based store to buy ninja guide 2 doesn't right. allow me but when i bought God- guardian heroes which is also using the window based store when you go to xbox.com it let me buy it yesterday i don't know but i can't buy ninja guide i can't buy Panzer dragon orta so you're having window, you're having issues with the Xbox Store on Xbox. Yeah, it just gives me an error, and there's no error code. It just says try I've, again later. I've noticed something weird too. My wife went to go buy a DLC for a game, and they won't sell. Right now, it's not listed on the store as a standalone DLC. You have to rebuy the game to get the DLC. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, you know what's weird? That. Actually, not to interrupt, but I notice, like, I like to buy from the app. And like, like, let's say a game comes out and I noticed too, like when I try to buy the game, it says I own it and I don't own it. It's like, it's like play it on Xbox. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. So with that, I with you, that app, there's, it gives you kind of that issue, but this, I can't, I can't buy it anyway. Computer, whatever. Like there's no way for me to buy it. <laughs> so That's it's weird. Strange. But I, I got so many call. games. I can't remember what I own. To be, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I, I have a weird. I have a weird problem that I go into my game library and I see games, and I was like, "Did I buy that? Uh-huh. I don't even know where that came from." <laughs> Probably free game with gold or something. <sighs> well, did, did, did Watch subscriptions. Was Was Watch Dogs on? Two? Was Watch Dogs Two ever free? Because that's in my library and I never bought it. The first one. Um, is. Watch uh, the first one. Maybe with EA. No. Sometimes you can have stuff with uh, oh, EA Now Play. And oh, uh, if you have a subscription, it makes it look like you. Yeah. It doesn't say own, but it says like install or like I don't know. Something and that happened to, to me with Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Like all of one day, it just showed up, and I knew I didn't buy it. I'm afraid I to. I'm afraid problem. to play it. Like Microsoft will will ban my console after like when I open you take, it. When you take <laughs> drinks out of the mini fridge at the hotel, right. Re- revoke your gamer license. Yeah, well, that's yeah. This sure. sounds like a good problem to have. Yeah. 
<laughs> games just randomly. Yeah, shown until up they until libraries. they block your console. Yeah, well, right. that, yeah until they true. think until they think happens. you're stealing, right? <laughs> right. You to, but you would have to prove like malicious intent. You just how the like honestly, how would be, yeah, that's right. I hacked into Xbox systems and added a few games in my library. You know, I'm just that good. <laughs> Definitely. Now, Centurion. You know, the problem oh, go is. Go go ahead. No, just the problem is is like if you get into those trouble, that that authority team or whatever the. Um, the uh, investigation team or the team that bans you, they're the worst. They do not budge. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's what I heard. Centurion, buddy, I'll hit you up last, um, Getting rounding out all these intros. Uh, you ready to jump into tonight's topics? Oh, yeah. Why? Have I given the impression that I'm not? No. I mean, it's Sunday night. It's time to talk about Xbox and games. I mean, Xbox has um, released a lot of information, um, lost a lot of information. Oh, my God. They are hemorrhaging information right now. Um, the next few days are going to be interesting, especially this Wednesday. I'm looking forward to what the days to come are going to give us. Oh, you got that right, my friend. All right. So we got a lot to cover tonight and jam-packed panel, of course. So I will dive right into this first topic of the evening. And what is the biggest piece of news from the past week? And Xbox has officially announced the Xbox Series S over their Twitter. It launches November 10th and will cost $299 US. Also, the Xbox Series X price was also announced at $499 US. So, guys, we finally got the Series S unveiled with the pricing. Pretty exciting stuff. A relief to gamers everywhere. But I really want to get into everyone's thoughts on the Series S and the pricing. You know what? I'll start with one of our guests first. Uh, Clowns Buddy, what do you think of the console prices? I, you know, I got to say this. I think that Xbox did something amazing for gamers in general. Um, I think that right now in the economy that we're in, uh, people losing jobs, people on unemployment, um, people not able to go to work right now. I think coming in at $299 for next generation is a beast. And that says from Xbox to all their fans, hey, you know, we, we see you, we want you in next gen, and we're going to get you in next gen. Um, I think it's very affordable at the entry point that it is, and it's fantastic because it's going to bring in so many casuals. Um, and I think I honestly think Sony's not going to be able to beat that price no matter what at the two ninety nine. And for the hardcore, we got the Xbox Series X at four ninety nine. Fantastic. But you know what's even better uh, than that, Invader? It's the Xbox All Access. I mean, they even went above and beyond to get people into this upcoming generation. It's just a fantastic program. And so I, I honestly will say this. I know consumer friendly has been overused so much, but I really do think that Xbox is coming from that perspective of trying to be as friendly as possible to their fans and getting them in in this type of economy. Um, Can I add on real quick? Go for it, man. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm actually glad he brought up the whole situation with like um, people not having jobs and stuff. This whole pandemic has created a situation where a lot of people had to stay at home. And because of this situation, gaming has actually seen a large amount of growth. 
new um, consumers to gaming have been brought into the fold because of this pandemic. And at this point, I see Microsoft really wanting to cater to those who have not made, drawn the line in the sand, saying, this is the console I want to game on. They are looking towards people who are new to gaming as a result of this whole situation that have yet to um, basically pick a home for their digital libraries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Jay, I know that your... You're unique and like you really like your digital collection. I know you like um, buying a lot of games digital to save on that space. Which console are you looking at getting? Um, are are you interested in these consoles? I I am, and you're right. I I do like the digital because I play a lot of old games. But that's another reason why I'm probably going to get the Series X because um, of of the fact that I can put my old discs in there. I have a lot of old discs. A lot of old games from the 360 era and the and the OG Xbox that I know will be backwards compatible going forward, and that's the main reason why I even have any systems with discs is because I like to play the old stuff, and you know having that little extra 4K Blu-ray, kind of an added bonus you have to admit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mike, I would love to get your take on the announcement and the pricing, uh, because this just kind of came out of nowhere, right? Uh, nobody was expecting them. We were expecting this more to be like an event, but then, I don't know, it almost looked like some stuff leaked online, and then like a day before Xbox just said, screw it, and like announced everything. So, uh, what's yeah. your take? <laughs> Well, so you know, I I I may have culpit as well because um, I was one of the f few. There weren't many of us, um, you know, in the little group that I was one of the one of the guys that that said, you know, the the Lockhart either didn't exist or they were just going to make the Xbox One X the the cheap version and and you know make the Series X you know the high end. So obviously I'm wrong, and here it is. Um, I, I I have a slightly different. It, it's it's kind of weird. Um, I get the reason for it, and and I think that there's an audience for it. I'm not sure, other than the the Fortnite and and Madden players, what that audience is yet. Um, you know, for me. It, it, when I am ready to get one, it, it has to be the, the full Series X because I have a pretty large back compat um, library. And the S, uh, they, they literally outright said you're going to have to rebuy your, your games if you want to play them. So that, that puts the S out for me immediately. Um, really? You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to rebuy my, my backward compatible games. So it's just the way it is um that so that said I, i'm i'm going to throw out a a something that i said on thursday night that i that is um uh i guess a little um off the beaten trail and and obviously something that's not going to happen because we've already seen the announcements now but i would rather have seen microsoft um, really take the gloves off and decide that the generation wanted to, they wanted this generation bad and just have one SKU, the Xbox Series X, price it at $399 and just take and just take the winnings. And, and I, I you know, 
the the fact that they are um, investing all this money in in EA Play and and stuff going into Game Pass, they they know that they've got subscriptions coming in, and at some point the dollar you know the dollar subscriptions are going to end, and people are going to start paying real money for Game Pass, and when that happens. That's where they make their money, and that's where they're going to that. That's where they would bring that that revenue back. So, you know, I, I again, there's a. I'm sure there's a uh, there's a there's an audience for this for this for the S, um, but I would have rather have seen them make the X, the affordable, you know, high end affordable thing, and so that there was no ambiguity as to who was going to buy that thing. At four hundred dollar price point, though, like how do you compete with something you don't even know what the other competitor is doing yet? It's like you want they want you know they wanted the power narrative, and at the same time they want you know uh, a console that's affordable to everyone. I just kind of I'm thinking about what you're saying. I'm just how would they do yeah. that? Like I, I think well, I think the I think the price you were thinking, Mike, is just too low for the X. Well, me and the, I'm just sorry, okay, well, but the only reason that. I say that is because I. I've I've seen someone. Uh, there was a video that I watched where somebody built a comparable PC, and it was thirteen hundred dollars. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but this is a console; it's a set-top box. I get and it. And it's it's something that again, most you know PC manufacturers don't have subscription-based stuff to go to to offset. Right. To answer your question, I don't think there's a chance in the world that Sony would have been able to match suit. In fact. I think when they do announce the price, the digital version is what's going to be three ninety nine for them, and I don't think that's a big secret. So, if you think about what happened in twenty thirteen, Microsoft and Sony came out. Sony had the more powerful console at a less price, at at a, at a cheaper price. So, think about this: at three ninety nine, with the Xbox Series X having a disc drive in it. Um, and the and going and the the comparable console price wise is the digital PS5, and Microsoft could go well, that's fine for the same price, you can have something that also by the way plays your Blu-ray movies, plays your backward compatible stuff, and and all of a sudden there's your equalizer, mm-hmm. um, and and you know instead of having two SKUs, and, and that's what I mean. You know, uh, I, I'm talking about not having two SKUs. I'm talking about having one SKU, and it's the SKU that is the same price as the as the digital PS5. I think that's where, you know, I, that's where they that's where they gain their market share. Um, and I could be wrong. I was wrong about the Lockhart being in existence, so th- I could be totally wrong, and this thing could take off like. Like wildfire, so I'm, I'm interested in everybody else's opinion as to what what the audience is for the S. I think two ninety nine though is a impulse buy. I think that's where they're trying to get people locked into Game Pass by like, oh, this is you know, you know that two ninety nine and not three hundred. You know, it tricks the, the buyer, the consumer. <laughs> um, and so at two ninety nine, it's you know that's something you could walk out the store like oh that's how much and, it is and and, and it's not thing. just it's not just 299 for a box out the store it's 299 and 2 years of entertainment yeah yeah you know? and you probably get like a like uh, at least a month probably of game pass ultimate i would imagine which comes with a lot of medium scorn mm. probably destiny the whole expansion yeah. like it's going to have a lot of value so and all the microsoft first party 
Mm-hmm. No. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And well, it's it's funny what Mike says because I actually heard um, they that was actually a consideration a three ninety nine Xbox, and that was actually um, it was one it, it was actually it was actually uh, an, an idea, but they had elected to go with the two. But uh, Mike's thinking is is is. Um, I understand where he's coming from 100% because that that was like I said I actually heard that was in consideration. Um but one of the things I heard about that was um for them to get to that price point they would have went with a mechanical hard drive. Now um I don't know how well that would have been. I think that might have pissed people off. Um but uh, obviously we don't know if, if this is what I've heard and I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but I definitely heard it from, from some good people that the 399 was, um, actually considered, but they eventually went with the, uh, skew, um, as they call it the bookend because they, they knew that Xbox fans, wanted that power crown and they wanted it at all costs and they figured themselves well the only way we can do that is is if we have these two bookends one really cheap one and then we go all out now um i think it just remains to be seen like if sony comes in at 399 you know we always say competition is is uh great um and you know the fanboy stuff and all the wars that go on uh, you know, the, the, it's it's kind of funny because if you only had one console, we'd probably be paying $600. And now we're in a position where you might be paying $399 for a premium PS5 without a disc, which uh, obviously is not going to be great for some. But, uh, you know, you, you have that option. And also a $299 Xbox SKU and, and then a crazy you know xbox series x at 4.99 so i just think for overall for for the consumer this has been a great thing and this has been a generation that the upcoming that's definitely going to benefit us and uh you know um i think it's very interesting that what mike says it it only remains to be seen i know that they're taking a loss on series x so it's just i guess it comes to the point where how much of a loss can you take? And I think that's where uh, it comes this Wednesday with Sony. Sony's definitely going to take a loss, but it's how much. If they hit that three ninety nine, though, um, that's going to be really great for gamers. Uh, and uh, you know, that's pretty crazy that you can have a PS five for three ninety nine. Uh, but we'll see. I guess Wednesday what what they end up pricing. But uh, in the end, I think Did you uh, notice we'll that get- tweet though they sent out with the price. Um, it said they made sure to say it's estimated retail price. I've never really seen anybody announce a product and with Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Official. yeah, it's true. They I noticed so that too. So it's like, oh yeah, make sure to know this isn't official. Like, so so what are the chances that Sony comes out with with a really competitive price? What are the chances that Xbox might say, okay, let's drop another fifty? What do you guys think? If it's within $50, $50 I, c- I could definitely see that. But mm-hmm. like if it's $449 and $399 for the digital, I could right. see them dropping at 50 to match the disk drive version. So, But but is, is Microsoft the type of company that will do that? Do they even care? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you could say, well, does Sony even was, care because they're so accept- dominant? Yeah, see, Sony spent the last seven. Anyway. Sony spent the last seven years convincing everyone that Xbox didn't exist. So, <laughs> you know, they don't really have a. I, I'm I'm of the mind that Sony probably doesn't really care about the price right now. I don't think they really should. To be honest, they're in a position where it's two ways. If they go, let's even if they said five forty nine, four ninety nine, which I think would would get a lot of people going. Um, and and stoke a lot of fires, but I think in the end, even so, they still would freaking sell out and do great. So they know they're going to sell out. Um, the thing is, is that like if you're putting a three ninety nine skew out there, though, that's that good. Uh, you know, you're dealing with crazy amount of demand. I would think you're definitely going to deal with shortages and stuff like that. Um, but in the end, they really could do what they want because uh, they definitely, um, whether we like it or not, they 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 have the mind share, they have the popularity, and um, you know Xbox has done great things, but they're just not the popular console, and uh, so it, it comes to like, you know, I, I'm sure there's executives at Sony being like, well, we could do what we want. Why do we have to do that? So. Uh, it's going to be very interesting Wednesday where these these they come in, but um, I, as far as Xbox adjusting, um, I do think that I know for a fact they both were waiting each other out. It's just that uh, Xbox, I just think, said that we had to go, and they also put their whatever this whole thing that got hacked. They put it on a front facing site or whatever. Uh, so a lot of people said it was their fault, which it is because let's be honest. How many times does this happen to Xbox? Uh, you know, it happens every year. It happens every mm-hmm. year. So, I mean, I know Cindy was very upset and saying it was theft and all, but how many times are you gonna have it happen to yourself? And and you know, and and you know, not consider that that it's uh, your issue. So, I mean. I don't know. I, I just think it's going to be very interesting. But I think Xbox could adjust somehow with Game Pass, maybe giving people free Game Pass for the first three months or something of that nature. I, I think, to be honest, they, they they can, they should do something like that because, as Mike said, there's going to be a day where we're all playing real money like Netflix uh, for fourteen ninety nine a month or ten or whatever nine ninety nine, and that's going to be a reoccurring charge. That can I tell you something? Uh, you're paying. I'm paying $14.99. That's for what Netflix. So you're stuck, right? I, I, I'm not, so my, dollar, my dollar deal ran out. Like, see, that so I, was not, it, I was not in a position to re-up at the time when I flipped for the dollar deal, so I'm actually paying $15 a month. Now, I'm obviously getting points and stuff through my uh, Microsoft rewards to actually kind of supplement that. I actually have enough points saved up right now for uh, two months Game Pass free. Or Game Pass Ultimate, but I am one of those people that are paying fourteen ninety nine. That's why when everybody tries to throw the dollar deal in my face, it's like um, I'm paying fourteen ninety nine. I can't think that they're not going to consider what's going on in the world economically. I don't think they can just. I mean, yeah, they have the mind share. But I don't think they can just put out a price and people just say I'm going to buy it just because it's Sony. You know, they had that mentality, I guess, with the PlayStation Three. Was it when it was six hundred dollars, and right, it didn't right. work. 
And um, I just don't know, man. And, you know, I don't I'm not too much of a tech guy. I'm not going to, you know, but, you know, you hear about how expensive these SSD, these new tech SSDs are. And, and Sony's is even faster and they're using liquid metal cooling. Um, I don't know, man. I I think they're going to my guess, 550, 500. Um, that's just because of how expensive I see these things are just sitting on the store shelves and, you know, whatever I see listed here, you know, uh, for, you know, parts wise for these, uh, this, this new tech stuff, the Samsung's got something that's really expensive. And, uh, you saw that leaked, uh, hard card that, uh, that little, uh, external hard drive thing you plug in the back of the Xbox, all this stuff just seems really, really, really pricey. And if I'm a consumer and I'm trying to buy something for my kid, uh, and I can, and, and I don't have that much. I'm going to go with the the cheaper version, unfortunately. And I think it's just going to be a hit. And Sony's got to have to be competitive with that price. Um, so I, I really can't see it any other way. Not not in this day and age, right now in 2020. You know, you I'd got you know the West Coast is on fire. We got viruses everywhere. You still can't leave the house. My kids are still in school. It's just yeah. mayhem. It seems like this year. I just think I, I would be surprised. It would. It would actually surprise me if if Sony had the hubris to do five forty nine. Mm. Right, that's 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 a ballsy move. Yeah, that yeah, that I does agree. say that does say we don't care what the Xbox has under the hood. We're you know we're the better company. Mm. Well, Xbox really caught yeah. them because you got a console on one hand for two like three hundred bucks two ninety nine, and then you got another one for a very very competitive four ninety nine that is definitely the most powerful console like Microsoft can market the crap out of the Series X. So it really really catches uh Sony in a position where well where the hell are we going to price this thing? So they can't price it too high, they can't price it too low. You know, it's uh cuz I know that they were having even when they were making the console like there was reports months and months ago about them having ventilation issues, some fan issues with cooling. And uh, I think they put a, a lot of money invested into that. And I'll just I'll be very curious to see, guys, what they price out. And it's interesting, too, because you look at the, the Series S and the Series X, they're drastically different consoles from the looks of it. And then you got the the PS5, the regular one, and then the all-digital edition. The only difference is, like, they look identical except for the disk, disk drive. So... Yeah. I, I feel... Preg- one looks pregnant. <laughs> I, I, I feel, think it's, uh, lot, it's, a, it's a lot to be happy about this S. I mean, you know, like we, like we said before, you know, I didn't know about the backwards compatibility issue. I'm still learning, obviously. Um, but, you know, 120, 120 frames per second. Um, you got faster loading times. You know, uh, you know, the new Dolby Vision. I mean, it's a lot to be, you know, proud of this little... Uh, this uh, this this mighty little box at uh, Microsoft. I didn't like the look when I first saw it, but it, it quickly grew on me, you know. And um, I wish it would have, I would have did it a little bit differently. Um, but even still, um, I think uh, it's uh, it's 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 no slouch. And um, I think if you do purchase it, you know, people are going to be happy. You know, just I, isn't that funny that people think you're you know the father is going to get the wrong console. <laughs> they don't think that's going to happen with Sony. Oh, he buys the one without the disc drive, and he comes mm-hmm. home with this. I'm like, oh, here's your game. Oh, it's Christmas Day. You can't go out and buy shit. <laughs> Everything's closed. Yeah. And you At can't least play the Xboxes look very different. You can tell the difference just by the way they look. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, speaking on something, though, I want to uh, go on this is that, you know, my daughter, she's 18. 
and her generation, like all her friends, everybody that graduated with her, everybody started college, they all like digital only. <laughs> like every time she gets a game, it has to be digital. She does not want physical whatsoever. And I asked her, I was like, why don't you want physical? She's like, dad, who gets up and puts a disc in the console? That's so like 1990. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, all my music is like on my iTunes or it's on Spotify. Yeah. Pandora, everything is digital, Dad. I don't like CDs. I don't like discs. I don't even like movie discs. I just stream everything on Netflix. I mean, her generation going forward is the streaming generation. And at $299, a lot of these kids can afford that. It's even going into college, you know, they can afford that $299. I, I think I think Xbox hit it right on the head with this $299. It's gonna get all the people that they want in next generation. And they know the hardcore is still gonna go for the $499. And Phil's a gamer, right? I mean, down at his heart, he's a gamer, and he knows there's hardcore. And that's why we have the Xbox Series X as well for guys like us. That all access is such a sweet deal. If you don't, I mean, everyone's got different, you know, uh, spending ways. If you don't have it, you don't have. It. You got a way to put something underneath someone's tree and make your kids happy, or you you send your kid off to college if they if the colleges are open. To me, it's just a no brainer. I mean. Play six of those games, you know, you know, first party studios. You know, what are you paying per game? Sixty dollars a pop. You're talking about AAA games. You could look at it where you 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 pay five or six. It pays for itself. Just playing a couple oh. games. I'm just I think it's a great great value. And I don't know, man. Um, to me, it's a no brainer. Uh, go out and, and get it. Also, with go ahead, Clint. I was going to say with, you know, with EA Play going into it as well. I mean, that's some third party Bingo. that's mm. going in there, right? I mean, that's that's big if you want to play cross play with other people on these third party mm-hmm. titles. I mean, not everybody's going to like EA games and that's fine. But for the people that do, this is fantastic. I mean, it's a win win for everyone in general, and, even if you don't play EA Play. It's just a win. It's you there. Know what? A lot of people don't take take this into consideration, enough, but as a Canadian, having NHL in EA Play mm-hmm. is worth the price of admission right there because I'm spending less per year on playing NHL than I would have had to buy a physical game or have to buy the game outright. Mm-hmm. Isn't this that, coming with? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. No, just saying. Like that game alone is the reason why I got EA Play. And on top of that, I got Titanfall. On top of that, I got Madden. On top of that, I got it. So much all more. those backwards compatible mm-hmm. EA games. Exactly. Space. Yeah, got get HDR too. Yeah, let's so get some- uh, further into this, fellas. Before I just got to uh, take say a shout out to the guys that dropped super chats, Midway Monster. Thank you very much uh, for the very generous five dollars super chat, as well as our brother from Gamers United Guild. Fastback, thank you very much for the $5 super chat, guys. It is always appreciated. Yeah, guys, this whole EA Play thing, I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. We had heard rumbles that, you know, EA was going to change up their service, which it, it went from EA Access to EA Play. And, yeah, again, to add to this, just the big news that was dropped about Xbox that EA Play will be included in Xbox Game Pass Ultimate at no additional cost. We don't have it this year. uh, Well, sorry, not right now, but we'll have it later on this year. And in my opinion, guys, that's a pretty significant service to have, like, added in there. I mean, (laughs) Jay goes on about NHL. Like, you know, it's just, it's a no-brainer for me. Like, um, like, 
I gotta say, Mike, like, what do you think of this? Because having a big publisher like EA in there, while, you know, I'll admit some of their games don't hold up quality uh, to quality right now. A lot of people are making fun of some of their sports games at the moment and a few others, but they have an awesome back catalog, don't they? Hey, and if you want to play Anthem, there you go. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. the, that includes EA or uh, Star Wars games, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and we're just waiting on. Well, we're waiting on Jedi Fallen Order to get into the vault. Um, Imagine but if, if you, that's day one. That'd be nice. If, if you think about the the fact that Microsoft and EA have always had this this special relationship, and even after what I what I found most. Um, what I found most, uh, not ironic, but most telling about about something like this is, this came shortly after, uh, shortly after they opened up EA Play to Sony, so you can get EA Play on the PlayStation, you can get EA Play now on you know uh, there, and then after that they go back to Microsoft and work out what is arguably. Um, a blockbuster deal to to add, and, and I don't know what EA gets out of this other than maybe some sales because you can get stuff on sale and DLC stuff. But you know, what do they? What does EA get out of this? Microsoft really reaps all the benefits of this, um, in my view. So for EA mm-hmm. to do this shows the strength of their relationship with. Uh, with Microsoft, and if you guys, you know, yeah, you could say EA is, you know, isn't the the, the publisher it used to be, but they're not. They're still the, the number one third party publisher on the planet, uh, who still has the major sports licenses, who still has the Star Wars right. license, who still has all of these games that people complain about, and then they go and play. So, uh, there. This is this is. And and I've been I've been an eva- you could call me an evangelist for for Game Pass since since day one. Um, nobody you know nobody values Game Pass as much as I do, and and goes and and and, and speaks its praise about Game Pass. Um, you know I do it I, I do it religiously. This makes Game Pass a no brainer. Um, I'm, I'm almost see, and, and I, and I didn't mean, I wasn't trying earlier. Was it you Centurion that said that you, you, you're paying for it full price now? Is that you? Or was it Megatron? Uh, it was, no, uh, it was Centurion. Centurion. So, uh, okay. So I wasn't trying to, to <laughs> disparage that. I was, um, you know, I, I have it stacked until uh april 2021 because of the conversion that i had when they converted um game pass to ultimate i'm not i'm not don't think i was disparaging on that at all no what at the time my wife wasn't working i didn't have the money to flip for that many years of uh gold right off the get-go without warning so for me i was actually grateful for it because it extended my game pass and my xbox live like a like nine ten months so actually i was grateful for only paying a dollar for 10 months worth of service yeah i mean i'm i'm literally i i i am feeling guilty about the fact that i don't have to pay for this until until (laughs) april and they're gonna stack i think major nelson said they are going to they're gonna give you a three to one 
conversion. For yeah, for EA Access, which means I might not pay for e. I might not pay for Game Pass till 2022. I mean, that is that I, I that in and of itself is almost. I feel like I'm stealing because the the amount <laughs> of of value that if you think about it, if you are paying 180. I think that's what it comes out to, $180 a year, and you play three games, you've paid for Game Pass. Everything else you pay beyond that is complete and utter gravy. And and mm-hmm. they know that. And they and they and yet it it you know the, the smaller developers continue to to like the you know to like being in there and, and the exposure and everything. I, this that is the one thing that 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 I that drives Microsoft right now, and and for good me- and for good reason. Yeah, I mean Jeffrey Jeffrey Grubb has also said that that there's another deal that they put a lot of money in that wasn't it's not an acquisition. Um, I believe they they must have given EA because uh, it does look one sided. They must have given a, EA some monetary. You know, they must have given them money up front. Um, and also, uh, the benefits of, um, them, you know, uh, possibly, you know, getting more people buying their games, but they had to have given them a nice deal to get this. Cause this, like you said, is, uh, it's pretty crazy. And the conversion rate, the way it works is, is very nice. Um, if you, if you have it, people that, that do have EA access, don't worry, it'll be done automatically. It's not going to recurring charges. I heard people canceling their service. You don't have to worry about any of that. It's just going to happen. Um, but in the end, the ultimate idea is to get everyone to be paying $15 a month and people who have stacked like myself and Mike, at the end of the day, when those when it all runs out, which would probably be, let's say 2021, 2022, Xbox really at that point should be really pushing a lot of games out. Uh, you know, and that's why they talked about the four games, whether it be double A or triple A, uh, every quarter is because they want the ability to say, hey, you know, you're going to pay $15 a month, sure, but you're getting a game every three months. So in that case, that's $45 and you're getting it for free. Um, as well as other, you know, you know, benefits of, of, of everything that's going on. So, um, I think Xbox has been playing this smart and, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's all about game pass and you know what? It, it kind of is in, in, in the aspect, but that does also include people playing on their consoles and, People, uh, you know, um, spending money in the ecosystem. Uh, so, yeah, I see EA, EA Access deal. That was a lot of money. And I also, I guess we could, I don't know if it's a, uh, if it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's a subject stuff, ahead, too. but, you know, they might have another deal, uh, whether it be Valhalla open, uh, day one or something else is coming. That's going to be like where we just say this game pass is robbery uh, and feel like Mike is like we're getting away with something uh, because it's just crazy. And, uh, you know, game pass is a great thing for gamers. And, um, you know, realize that there is an end. There is a there is an end result that, yeah, we're all going to probably be the Netflix guys paying fifteen dollars a month. But 
you know, at that point, their games are going to be coming fast and furious. So mm-hmm. I think everyone's going to be happy. Now, just to yeah. add on to that, sorry, I'll just finish up in a sec, clowns. Um, what p- other publishers do you guys see added, like them getting comfortable with to possibly add in? Like, obviously, Tim alludes to Valhalla, so maybe Ubisoft would be, uh, they might be a good fit for them obviously, or maybe even a, a publisher that's really like involved in both PC and console gaming as well, right? Just to diversify. <coughs> CD Projekt Red. <coughs> Sorry. Nah. Nice, well, right? Like, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think we're, all, we're all thinking and hoping and praying that Cyberpunk goes into Game Pass. I think we all are kind of have that in the back of our heads, even though we think it's an impossible... Uh, solution or an, an impossible thing to ever happen. I'm, I'm of the mind that maybe it might. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's well, you look and you see Halo. You see Halo, and it's definitely it's huge that they lost that. I mean, was I've always said it's huge. They their whole plan was around Halo, and if we got Cyberpunk, I think that everyone here would be like, okay, that's that made up for that. So. Uh, and that would give a lot of people a lot of people to play launch uh, a game. But yeah, I think that may be impossible. It's definitely a possibility. They're definitely spending more money, and they, you know, they know that the Halo was a huge hit too. Uh, it was very big disappointment to them because that was the whole plan. Yeah, and the press just ran with that, talking about how bad it looked, and then you know it's it's just terrible when Microsoft shoots themselves in the foot every time they're doing good. And I felt like they did it with that situation. But I wanted to bring something up that um, Tim Dog posted on Twitter actually recently uh, with Game Pass is the fact that you know with Game Pass not only is it beneficial, like Mike said, you get all these games, and most of us might have it to like 2021, 2022, which I do 2022 August, but also the Game Pass Quest. I mean, like there's games in Game Pass that you could download and play right now, and you do these quests, mm-hmm. and it's like free money. Yeah. So you get that free money plus your Microsoft, you know, rewards free money. It's just like money back from Microsoft, no matter what they do with their console. It's just great. I mean, there's no better deal out there. If you ever do PlayStation rewards, it's not near any as good as the Microsoft rewards. I mean, it you have to spend money on their credit card or you have to buy games at like one times the points. Microsoft is so much better and generous with the rewards that they do for Xbox and so many other deals as well. I mean, you can't go wrong with Xbox. You really can't. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Actually, that's a good point, too, because I'd become really, really into doing the quests. Like, again, you don't even notice that you're doing them, to be honest, because all you do is you download a game, you play it for a bit, you're an achievement, and you've already earned, like, you know, three or four quests just by doing that. And then if you go into the Microsoft Rewards, there's like, oh, you click this if you earn an achievement and you got something. There's All, All you need to do is search on Bing and you're getting points. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you so if you use uh, Bing as your search engine, you definitely do. It's yep. pretty crazy if you really want to go crazy with the rewards. Mm-hmm. It I have like, like twenty thousand saved right now. It takes like five minutes every day. I, I think Colt Eastwood did a video on this. You could t- in Bing, you could type like Marvel movies or DC movies, and it just aligns at the top most of the time, and you just click each one, and it doesn't even take you to a different page. It still loads in you know like the window below. 
and you're just earning your points like left and right. I earned in two months, I earned something like 36,000 points, uh, doing that combined with some game pass quests. And I was able to upgrade my PC, like, I got a new fan for my PC. So, I mean, it's just fantastic the stuff that they do. Yeah, I bought Tony Hawk with my points. Nice, Ooh. yeah, nice, Jay. I'm s- I'm saving up for the X. And like, and like Vader said, people don't know, but like, like I listen. I know the quest, but when I put my tweet up, it was because when I was looking at my rewards and it said "turn in your requests," I went to the Xbox app. So if you go to your Xbox app and and you see that portion, you might not know it, but if especially like if you're like yeah. a gamer like Rand or the those people that play like constant games, um, and you know rack up gamer score like you know clowns is a big gamer too uh you know you, you can be it's crazy you can make a lot of money but yeah check that out in your xbox app you might have some money there or you know something there even even if it's five bucks you know it's still to pay for taxes on a game or something it, it always it's always helps you know they need to promote you know- that by showing somebody like Rand that used those points to buy the xbox series x Oh, nice. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> you know, also what most people don't realize is you use those points like Jay did to get like the Tony Hawk game and he's going to get more rewards points back just for buying a game. Yeah. And, you know, over, I talked to somebody on Twitter. Uh, he's been buying games for like two years, never knew about Microsoft rewards. He checked his account. He has enough to get the Xbox Series S already. Wow. Yeah, that that happened. I remember... Um... Nintendo guy, uh, this is a story. He had, he had like four hundred dollars. This is a story. Um, you know, that's pretty cool. Uh, he had like four hundred dollars in his rewards. The reason why he had so much money is because he kept earning it, and they would never let him return his. Uh, they never let him return for whatever reason. They he, he there was a glitch in the system. So he brought it to my attention. I brought it to Aaron Greenberg's attention, and we all know Greeny. He always works with the fans, and uh, we ended. They ended up giving him the credit, and he still had his points because they they couldn't figure out what the problem was or whatever. So he got like three hundred dollars just because they had a glitch in the wow. system, right. um, and they couldn't figure it out. But uh, yeah, like if you don't know, like, like some people don't even know. Just it's crazy that the reward system. And I think that like Xbox should go a step further. I think they should have like a a leaderboard, like anybody who the league leader gets an additional ten thousand or twenty thousand reward points. Um, because even then, when people stop, it becomes a numbers thing. People get into it. Uh, the object is to get people playing games, and uh, I think that uh, it's a great thing and stuff like that. Uh, they definitely. Um, need to promote better uh, because it's definitely very cool, but a lot of times we don't even know about it other than people like us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, fellas, I'm going to move on to, well, something that was brought up by, uh, I think it was Megatron earlier, and there was an interesting possible leak that popped up a few days ago right after all the different console announcements. Allegedly, someone over at GameStop spotted the price for the one terabyte proprietary expansion card for the Xbox Series X and S, and the cost is reported at about $220. Wow, right? And then if that's true, that's some premium pricey going on for next-gen storage. Now, 
Centurion, I'll get to you. I'll get you to start us off on this one. What do you think of the validity of this leak? Could we see like these console expansions at that price? I hope not. I mean, I've seen it um, on a rumored on a couple places, and I mean, wow, that would definitely be a shocker for me. That would be uh, the most expensive hard drive I would ever buy, considering I have a 12 terabyte hard drive hooked up to my Xbox One X right now. Um, I, it just completely blows my mind thinking about it. I really hope not. That's all I can say. Um, Microsoft has been having a lot of leaks lately and that's been very mm-hmm. apparent and I really hope this isn't another one now luckily um, it is coming off of uh, like Reddit out of GameStop it is just rumor and I just really hope it's just it stays a rumor and it doesn't become fact me too man <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's, I don't see it being almost the price of a almost like three-fourths the price of a Series S there's no, no. way Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you know no. what? That's what a weird price point, two twenty. Yeah. Now that's Not where we're. That's where I'm wondering: Did they see the price of a PC component versus like, are we going to have like an official like Xbox branded one that we use specifically with the consoles? Like, was that just some standalone thing? Like, I, for me, it's more like I want it put more in context than just some SKU number because. In my line of work, I deal with SKU numbers, I deal with parts, and I see literally some parts that fly under different SKU numbers. I mean, it gets very confusing. For me, I just want to have it put more in context. I hope that's not the price, man, because I originally said when I, we finally got the leaked announcement of the prices of the console, I was going to get an Xbox Series X, and I was going to get an Xbox uh, Series S. But if I got to expand the storage anyway, I might as well just get two um, Xbox Series Xs because I'm spending the money anyway. If that price is true, I mean, it would make sense at that point. I'd just go ahead and just upgrade to the two most powerful consoles. But um, I hope not. Now, I really hope not. But we got to take the good with the bad, I guess. It's one of those things where, you know, you know, uh, this is what you got to pay for the new tech until the price comes down. For um, me, the article got a little confusing because it said that you ha- all games have to be on this hard drive. I thought for any game to take advantage of the velocity architecture, it had to be on this drive. But if the game doesn't wasn't built with velocity architecture, it would actually work off any drive at that point. Okay. Yeah, no, th- would, that's why I'm confused. This article just the article at the end flat. No, if you read the article that um, that was sourced. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually says at the end that to play any, it made it feel like to play any games at all, they would have to be on this drive. And that's where I'm like, no, the only games that would actually have to be on that drive for you to take full advantage of them would be any game under the velocity architecture. At least that's what I thought. Yeah, it would have to be. So if it's Xbox one game or older, then those you can put on the hard drive. But if you do put it on the hard drive, it's not going to get see the benefits that you'll see if you put it on the SSD, like the loading Okay, times. so you're not taking advantage of the yeah. faster loading times. Which is why I've been upgrading all my 360 original Xbox games, selling them, and then just buying the digital ones when they go on sale. Because I want that instant, what, six games to spend feature that's going to be sick. Yeah, so. yeah that's correct. Oh, you just made a good point. Yeah, that's what I was like. Screw this. I sold a uh, Orta. I'm about to sell Orta for like thirty something dollars. You can buy it right now on sale for yeah. seven ninety nine. 
Yeah. No, I just, it's crazy. Like, again, I look at that price, and I'm like, there's no way, there's no way, like, anybody in their right mind, like Seagate, Microsoft, that they could price it like that. You know, it's way too much. And then, okay, it's 220 for you guys, for me and Jay. It's going to be an extra 100 bucks on top of that. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not going to work. Exactly. Yeah, but, you know, every, every company that does this, always has some high inflated priced accessory and um whether or not i like see like seagate setting the if this is the seagate drive seagate setting the price microsoft's not telling them what to charge for it but they're probably taking into account that microsoft has also given them some licensing uh you know you you have the ip that you have to pay for and so that goes into the price of it too rather than just being a seagate drive if this is an official Microsoft licensed drive, they have to cover that. So I, this doesn't—it doesn't surprise me. What 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 would surprise me is if there's no one else that makes a third-party device that's not officially licensed but still usable that that will be cheaper. What's everybody's cutoff point, or what they think this may cost? Me, it would be one hundred and fifty. Um, yeah, that's just that's just so, anything above that yeah, is way too yeah. high. I mean, um, go to yeah, go to Amazon and look up NVMe SSD drives. I mean, don't don't forget too, the SSD is is not brand new, but NVMe is not uh, it's not ten year old technology here. There is still a premium for yeah. for that type of drive. Mm-hmm. Plus, is proprietary. this one's really small compared to the ones I see online for a PC. It's like the size of a, I don't know. I'm just trying to think because it, it looks like when you look at that slot on the back, it's like, oh, that's really small. Like you compare it to the other slot. It, it, lo- it looks like a GameCube uh, memory card. Yeah, maybe right? a little bit wider. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I heard that's very cool is that it's hot swappable, so you can actually pull it out and put it in while it's on. Do not um, do a lot but- of saving. Yeah, to to Mike's point, though, uh, yeah, it's going to be very expensive, I think. Uh, but the end of the world, um, I don't think it's the end of the world because it will come down in price. Um, and the fact is that a lot of us, including myself, are going to have a lot of games loaded in on um, on our ex- externals that we can put in and what we can probably do. And it probably, you know, depending on how, cause the system's going to be overall much faster. You're going to be able to say, put four games or five games, or six games, AAA games that you like the most. And when you're done with them, put in a new one and just kind of make a list uh, to do that. Cause I mean, if, the, if let's just say the price is prohibitive, it's just ridiculous. Like two, two, two twenty. Um, there, there is still ways to kind of make it where you can get around it. Like, like I said, you can possibly have externals and then in and out, move it like to, to move a game right now takes about five minutes, I think, or 10 minutes, depending on size. Uh, could be a lot shorter with these new systems. So, um, you know, that's what I'm planning. I'm going to have, like, my top seven games on the Series X or top nine or how many I can fit. And then I'm going to, you know, move in and out. Um, 
and I'll probably get the you know the memory down the line. Uh, but it's going to be listen. The bottom line is it's going to be expensive for both Sony and Xbox. Uh, and, uh, you know, if there is a downside to this generation, it's probably going to be the price of that. That's that's going to be something where people say, you know, and I've always said that it was going to be expensive. And I remember when I, I think I said 200 and everyone was like, you're nuts, you're crazy. Uh, but I do think it, I do think it's going to be um, around there. But I'm hoping for 150. If it's 100 bucks, I'd be jumping for joy. But I just think uh, it's going to be one of those things we're going to have to wait it out. Wouldn't surprise me if you start seeing some of these these cars come preloaded with games already, um, because I don't know. It'd be a good idea, um, uh, but the, the you said it would take ten minutes to transfer one game from one game to the other. I guess from the, I guess uh, external like, example, like hard if drive you to trade, trade a drive. I mean, I haven't really tested it, but let's just say. You have it installed on Drive, and they're both, especially if it's a 3.1, I, I think that you would be able to do much faster. Mm-hmm. But we probably have USB 3.0s that we are using for externals. But what I'm thinking, and depending on how much time is, is like, let's just say uh, I finish um, a Jedi War or a Jedi or, you know, whatever, Star Wars game, and I'm done with it. Then I can move that game out. And then put like a game that I like and move it over. Uh, if it takes me five minutes or four minutes, it's not that bad. But uh, I, I should do a test to see how long, mm-hmm. like a forty gig game, you can move from one drive to the other or to your hard drive. Because uh, I think, like I said, I think we're all going to have to kind of do that, especially if, like I said, if the price is that prohibitive. I don't know uh, anybody. I don't. I don't. I don't think I can justify myself paying two hundred for for that. Um, mm-hmm. but I probably like an idiot will. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the way I am. But two hundred is going to be definitely a price that people, you know, are going to be like, "What's going on here?" I've I've been championing the the slogan "Buy drives, not shelves," because I'm a digital guy. But for you know, if if these drives are going to be significantly more than a hundred dollars. I'm probably going to be buying less drives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, um, it's just it's a lot. You buy three, two or three of these bad boys, and uh, you boys just have it on the console, and you start to mm-hmm. start calculating, you know, storage space and everything else. It just doesn't seem like it's the the best route to take. Um, it'll be more of a delete and uh, on to the next. But you know, but what what I like right now, my setup is having these games. At my fingertips, you know, I got an eight terabyte, I got a twelve terabyte, and it's close to seven hundred games is all there. And uh, you know, it's just the, the luxury of be able to jump in instantly into what my friends are playing. Um, it's something I'm going to have to, uh, I guess, readjust to if this is going to be the new thing. Uh, so we'll see. We've we've all been spoiled, and I think yeah. I think we can all admit that there's probably games that we have installed that we haven't played in more than a year. So, you know, maybe that's the that's the um, philosophy behind all this, and what they're thinking is, you know, people can just get rid of what they're not playing. Because I honestly, I probably have a dozen games on my drive that I haven't played in a year. I can't do it though. I don't know. I just love having it there, man. I, oh, me too. Me too. I, I can't see myself. I mean, I still have to say, play Prey. That came out 2018. What March, April? Yeah. Uh, the new Prey game, and uh, never got around to it. But eventually. Uh, 
I will. I promise. But I love having it there to say, you know what? I'm in that mood and just, you know, I just jump in and it's right there for me to just kind of grab. And I think of that scene in Matrix, you know, when they're there and they're like guns. And there's all my guns. And it just rolls the guns just flying. You see the wind, you know, your clothes flapping from the wind. And it's just that's how I see it. That's how I see my games. And it's just like something I've always wanted as a kid because I didn't have much growing up, you know, but now I'm able to afford the hobby that I love. And uh, I like having access. Mm-hmm. So, but like you said, we still can still enjoy these games externally, you know, with a mechanical hard drive. It still works. So that's definitely a plus. It's just um, certain things we may not be able to take advantage of, uh, and depending on what console you have. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, hey, that's it. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Again, guys, who knows what we have in store for the prices for these things, but you're probably going to have to pay up, you know, ante up just, you know, a little bit more than what you what you want, unfortunately. But we'll see. Anyways, fellas, I'm going to move on to some other news. And recently, there was a pretty cool announcement from audio company Dolby. They announced that the upcoming Xbox Series X and S will offer both Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos for gaming. The new consoles will have three-dimensional Dolby Atmos for audio at launch, and they will support Dolby Vision gaming sometime in 2021. Now, Dolby Vision brings brightness, contrast, color, and depth that goes beyond traditional HDR in games, they say. And it offers 40 times brighter highlights, 10 times deeper black levels, and up to 12-bit color depth. You know, some pretty impressive uh, numbers going on here from what they're saying. Guys, we've seen how HDR on consoles this gen really, you know, they brings out the colors in a lot, lot of games, really. Actually, it changed a lot of games for me, how they look. There's some really impressive stuff going on there. And just how, you know, also with the audio, how audio is becoming ever more important in games, the sound and whatnot, just the little things that really add up. Now, Tim, I'll go to you on this one first. What do you think of this console-first Dolby Vision gaming coming to next-gen console Xboxes? Because it sounds pretty cool. Very cool, very cool. I uh, just want to wonder what it is. They say they can have 12-bit uh, support. A lot of TVs right now, like my OLEDs, are 10 bits. Uh, the HDR, I think Mike Memorial uh, was saying that he thought it was exclusive just to one. I think that they'll have support for HDR 10 and this. Um, this is just going to give you a... Uh, uh, probably a different way to play, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be either or, in my opinion. So that's good. I think that they'll have support for the other HDRs. Uh, but yeah, this is really cool stuff, and I hope they get it for Halo. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that video. Um, some YouTuber made. They did the Halo. Uh, they did the Halo Infinite trailer, and they did it with like a different color scheme. And it actually made the game look a lot different. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, that Dolby Vision will do that, but I think that um, it's definitely something that's very cool. Uh, you don't, you have to have a TV that supports Dolby Vision. Uh, I'm, I buy the LG TVs, so they support that. Samsung, I does not believe that they are supporting that. So that's, that's one caveat if you're considering this. Um, but yeah, I love the Dolby Atmos support. I love uh, the idea of this, and uh, you know, I'm just hoping uh, that they actually adopt it. And uh, also, I'm hoping that 
it's uh, you know I don't I haven't gotten an answer on that, but um, that it's universal. Meaning, let's say you have a Samsung, and the game is Dolby Digit of Dolby Vision certified. That doesn't mean that you're going to not get HDR on your Samsung because you don't have Dolby Vision. You'll just get HDR 10. So I'm, I'm assuming it works that way. I think it would be stupid if it's exclusive to the game and then you have TVs that are not exclusive. That wouldn't make any sense to me. Uh, but it is a valid point that somebody brought up to me to try to get an answer on. Uh, and uh, I think we'll get our answer on that. But I, I think it's safe to say that they'd have universal support uh, for HDR 10 and Dolby Vision. But uh, very cool. And, um, you know, I mean, a lot of gamers, uh, we have Xbox, you know, we all game all over. We game on PlayStation as well here. But, uh, you know, with Xbox, with the Dolby Atmos, with the Series X and, and even Siri, uh, Xbox One X and We've we've gotten to experience it, and uh, I don't know about you guys. I think it's really good, especially if everything's certified Dolby Atmos. You can definitely hear it. Um, I use it as the as my headset. Uh, I use the the Dolby Atmos uh, surrounds, um, and I'm a real big fan of there. I think they're very quality and uh, very interested in this. I think it's something that uh, they are going to definitely have and. Uh, you know, like I said, if we get the, the TVs that are coming up, maybe will be 12-bit, uh, probably will. And, you know, that's just a whole different, uh, you know, a, a, a range of colors and stuff like that. So if you can get that and you have this and you have the option and, you're, you know, it, it fits everything and you can have Dolby Vision to make, you know, your game look that much better or, you know, have that much little crispness, that's... Great stuff. So uh, very, very excited about that. And that was out of nowhere. We had so much news this week. When I heard that, mm -hmm. I was like, wow. Because uh, I've always been a big fan of Dolby. Mm -hmm. I figured they got some type of relationship with Samsung that, you know, they've always had a great working relationship with them that they couldn't exclude them. So I think you're definitely right on that. I almost yeah, pulled the trigger. I, too. I can't see that because mm -hmm. that, like, like I can't see that, especially with the thing. I just think it'll be universal. So let's say, like I said, it has Dolby Vision, but you still has it's going to have HDR10 support too. It'll mm -hmm. just default to what your TV does, and or if you want Dolby Vision, you'll have to, uh, like everything else with Dolby, Dolby even like going back to uh, you know when you had an amp and you you got Dolby, you didn't get Dolby Digital. You had to wait until you had Dolby Digital with an optical cable. Uh, I'm oh, sure yeah. you guys remember that. When it says it's the same type of thing. When you're in a game and it's going to come up in the corner, Dolby Vision. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, very cool, though, and I'm happy about the partnership. Okay, who else is really upset that the technology keeps increasing to the point where it's making us have to buy better TVs? And more technology because I can't afford another television. My <laughs> wife, my wife won't let me buy another television, and I'm gonna need one. Heck, you can get a TCL. TCL it does both Dolby uh, Vision and HDR10. Don't tell ah. King about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, but well, for entry level, it's it does the technology and it looks pretty good for what you get for the price. You no, know, like like I, I've I've never been one of those snobs that always had to have the best of the best. I've always been kind of middle to upper you know echelon when it comes to technology just mm. because of my budget but i mean if, if they're going to start releasing these features 
that basically means I have to go out and spend another two grand on a television. And two grand for me means one grand for the Americans. So just take that into consideration. Gotcha. Anything that's a thousand bucks for you is two grand for me. Yeah. So <laughs> I was at Best Buy today and almost pulled the trigger on a Sony TV. It was a Sony H900X. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's on sale right now. It's this year's model, and it's um, it's got Dolby Vision. It's got, but it's you know it's their LED TV, and uh, a lot of great features. It's supposed to be upgrading to two point one, and I think two of the ports. Shout out to One Away Dragons in the chat somewhere helping me out making decisions. And Tim, <laughs> I hit him up also because I'm just still kind of on the fence. I seen Cognito and and King with their uh, OLED TVs, and I'm like, what to do? Like for me, I am concerned about burning everyone says it shouldn't be a concern but like i'm really still trying to figure out what kind of tv to buy and just i'm anxious because the consoles are getting me excited but at the same time just trying to fall back a little but uh yeah um i'll I'll tell you i have a tcl it's it's no slouch i have a 65 inch i got it for like 700 like on black friday a couple years ago mm -hmm. and it's when you watch some of the dolby vision content from netflix like uh altered carbon like it mm-hmm. it looks like the light whatever like if it's a light from a gun like a what do you call it a laser crosshair it's it looks like it's coming through the screen like it's it's just so bright so it's no slouch in that and you can even see it on ratings.com they compare it to the top of the line and it's a little bit less you know good compared to those brands but for the price you're saving like like getting for half the price basically and getting close to that quality. Now, you only need a 2.1 if you're going to be playing in 120 hertz, or is it 2.0? Most people can still be playing in 4K60, right? Or Yeah, I think I think yeah. 2.1 is required for 120 okay. FPS. For 4K, yeah. for 4K. For 4K 120... Uh, you have to have 2.1. For 2.0, I believe it's 4K... No, it's 1440p 120. Um, but then again, your TV has to support 120. A lot of TVs like C7, uh, the OLEDs, they only... The C9 supports 120. But like a C8, which is a great freaking TV, it only supports 60 um because it does 4k so um a lot of times like if you're gonna let's say if you buy a series s and you want a 120 uh uh you know game you have to have a 120 hertz television mm-hmm. um you can have it uh, there are tvs that have 120 hertz there are tvs that have 240 hertz with the you know um it, it, that would support it too but it's the the standard is only going to be 1440 uh, you know, unless you have 2.1, there's very select TVs right now. It's a lot of money for 2.0 that that carry 4K 120. But the one thing is, is I don't think that there's going to be many games that are doing full 4K 120 even on Series X. I would think that 4K 60 is you know what what 90 percent you might get. Like they say, like let's say uh, Halo is 120 for the multiplayer. That's not going to be 4K, in my opinion. It's, it's, it might be, uh, you know, checkerboarding or something like that. But I don't think it's going to be the full K. So, 
Um, Who knows? Because Rainbow Six, they confirmed 4K 120 FPS. I don't know how they were doing that, but I guess yeah, I guess you're gonna wait and see. But a lot of TVs don't carry 2.1, and and as you know, uh, Graphics Card talks about this. this They just keep going up and up. But um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting with the the 120. I don't think there's gonna be a ton of 120 frames per second games, but there will be enough that when you do buy your purchase a TV, definitely know what you're buying and definitely find out what the specs are, uh, especially the HDMI. It's, 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 it's definitely involved. Um, and any of my friends, uh, you know, usually, uh, you know, I refer them to rtings.com. Uh, that'll yep. give you a very good, uh, you know, oversight of your television and tell you what it can and can't do. But with these systems, there's going to definitely be a lot of stuff that we all have to consider. And if you're buying Megatron, what I would tell you is just wait until uh, Black Friday or things. You can literally save two to $300. Buying a TV now, uh, you're going you're gonna to spend a little bit more. So I would just wait. Yeah, I think I'll take your advice. That Sony TV though was enticing. The what Nits, I guess the peak brightness was kind of right now. What TV is it? It's the Sony nine hundred, Sony H nine hundred X. Okay, or, the, or the other way around, a Sony X nine hundred H, one or the other. And uh, it's got really definitely good reviews. check the lag too, because mm-hmm. some of them have a lot of lag. Like some of the Sony ones I was looking at, they had like. Yes. I mean, it's still low, but it's like 30 milliseconds versus my TCL is like 14. Yeah, see, that would bother oh, wow. me. That would bother me. Anything above, I think, 16 or no, 20, I think, would bother me. Um, I don't know, man. It's just a lot of research. You want to get the right thing. And I don't want to miss out on the deal either. And, yeah. then, you know, with two consoles, I'm trying to pick up at the same time. I did multiple TVs. I mean, I'm not going to probably, after this purchase, unless something dies out, I'm not going to buy another television for another three or four years. Hopefully four. You know, of course, of course, the latter have the better. That's where you make your, you know, uh, you get your money out of it. But um, yeah, I'm trying, learning. I'm going to wait a little bit, like you said, Black Friday, and uh, or, or, or a little bit before that. Hopefully, those deals usually kick in, and um, find something. I got to find something. And uh, I love OLED, OLED, the OLEDs you have, the performance, the black levels are beautiful. I'm nervous about the burning, even though it's not as common, but. I don't know. I just don't want to have to worry about it, man. I'm, I'm more leaning towards the LED side of things, but uh, we'll see. You never know. Yeah. And of course, Vizio, don't new Vizio. Um, OLED, OLEDs. I'm hearing have the highest peak brightness. Period. Let me tell you, those Vizio, Vizio is no slouch either anymore. No. Uh, we've we've got one upstairs uh, that we just put in our living room. Mm-hmm. F- fantastic picture. Yeah. Uh, so. For a smaller set. And you know, like most of the time, too, the you know with lag, most TVs now have a game mode, and that that cleans a lot of that up. Uh, even my my NU seventy one hundred, my Samsung, which does it does fake one twenty. Uh, mm-hmm. They call it manipulated backlight one twenty, but it's really a native sixty hertz panel. Um, but the um, you know the the game mode on it pretty much wipes out any any of the the processing that it does just and and you know I, I was actually 
testing out my new wireless Saturn controller. Um, so, you know, lag upon that. And I have no issues with that, with that uh, TV and any gaming. Mm-hmm. All right. I hear you. Right. I hear you on that. I hear so, you. And I second Artings, by the way. Tim, Tim knows his stuff, man. That's a great site. That's what I use to calibrate my, my set with. <laughs> Um, yeah, guys, it's just, it's, um, going to be interesting going with next gen, uh, with Dolby vision and that, that Microsoft has partnered seemingly with Dolby with that and how, you know, uh, Sony's going with their own proprietary, uh, Tempest 3d audio, for example. So it's going to see how, you know, both kind of play. And I just, I like it when you're hearing that, you know, Xbox is making these deals with different companies and it shows that they're really invested in making the series X and series S, uh, the best that they can be with their, the best partners around. So I'm looking forward to see what the next tech, uh, how the next tech works out, but like with graphic God, you know, we're going to pay an arm and a leg for new TV. So, um, I totally understand, Jay. He's right, though. You know, there, I don't think, by the way, that there's going to be anything wrong with Tempest 3D. I mean, do you remember that that you know Sony is an audio component manufacturer, and, and they they know what the, you know they know how to work audio codecs. So, um, I think the difference is is that Microsoft really didn't have an internal ability to create an, a codec so you go you, you go get you go get dolby which by the way another shout out to tim uh, atmos is the real deal i almost now completely game with a headset on which i never did before because the atmos is 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 an incredible codec um i i was blown away but at the same time when i play on psvr some of the 3D audio in there too is very impressive. So it, it, I wouldn't get too caught up in that. I think both of them are going to have pretty pretty equalized uh, uh, when it comes to 3D yeah. sound. Where where Microsoft is going to have uh, the the advantage is that they are going with an industry standard, and that was is there, always a good thing. Were there a little back and forth between Mark Cerny and the people that made? Um... Atmos with yeah. their 3D audio yeah, kind of there was there a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know. But they're, Microsoft's going with an industry with an industry standard, and you mm-hmm. cannot, you know that 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 that's why it's easy for them to get that to get that running. Mm-hmm. I've never tried yeah, their 3D audio, of Sony. I'm curious about it. Sony had said something. Cherny uh, had said something, and. Dolby came back and they said, you know, this is what we do. He's, I think he said something. They basically corrected him and they, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a big thing, but. Oh, okay. Was, yeah, but I remember what you're talking about. That was when the deep dive, when he did that video. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. either way, guys, it's just interesting seeing all this new technology pop up, and I can't wait to test it uh, going forward eventually. I gotta get me a, a good new headset then with all this new, uh, like, audio stuff. Like, it just, it's really exciting. Um, I'm gonna move on to our last topic, boys, of the evening, and Microsoft wasn't the only publisher to bring us some news this past week. Ubisoft had their recent Ubisoft Forward Showcase, and they had a few games to show off. Most notably, a remake for the classic game Prince of Persia. Uh, Shock, I know you had an interest in this event. What did you think of the event overall? And I guess the remake, I know you had an eye on it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I 
didn't watch i didn't actually really watch the event i just kind of saw through twitter mm-hmm. and kind of saw the things that i well some of it had leaked um but uh, so i was excited for some parts of it that i saw that the uh, i never got the chance to play scott pilgrim so i'll probably pick that one up uh before it got delisted back on the 360 um but i was more excited for the prince of persia game um played a played those through on the ps2 so those are really i've recently been playing the uh, original so even though it's not like you know comparing it to like the re2 remake you know in quality it's still far and away better than the old ps2 game so even if it looks like a people saying 360 game it still is better i just went back and played it, it it's gonna look better than the original so uh, plus, um, I think a lot of the enemies are going to look a lot better if you go back and play the other ones. Uh, you know, every character was basically the same enemy for most for most of the game. So if they make at least some variety in there, and um, and I'm going to buy it on PC, so I'm sure the modding community is going to, you know, touch up and make it look like, you know, a next-gen game. So, <laughs> so I'll just buy it on PC, and I'm sure someone will do the work for them, so... Confession, I missed all of the show, and I still <laughs> haven't had a chance to watch it. Uh, I got to go back. I heard yeah, a lot of those are the only two it. highlight points people were even really talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Everybody else didn't really mention much else. So. Well, that's the thing with Ubisoft. I find that they're a publisher that, I mean, they have some really nice select titles, but, like, they don't really push them or highlight them as they should. Again, everybody wants a new Splinter Cell, but they don't really do anything with that. Actually, they did show something Sam Fisher-related, but... Coming to Rainbow Six. <laughs> yeah, coming to Rainbow Six, obviously. Um, they ha- yes, uh, Shock, they had uh, Scott Pilgrim. They also had a rebranding of that Gods and Monsters game to Immortals Phoenix Rising. It's like an open-world, I want to say almost uh, Breath of the Wild-esque game. Did anybody catch that? I, I didn't see it, so I heard I, good things about it, but I just too busy with stuff. I'm so <laughs> is that the trailer? It looks interesting, but isn't it isn't it for Stadia? Because the Stadia logo is all over it. Is it the uh, Phoenix Rising Immortals or that's something? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's coming to all platforms, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, it looks it looks neat. I don't know how much I can get into it, though. I mean, I played Breath of the Wild. It was a great game. But after maybe like a few hours of it, I was like, eh, I'm kind of bored of this. So I don't know. I mean, it's got potential there. It just depends on, you know, if there's a lot to do or if it's just like an open, empty world like Record. <laughs> Record. Yeah. Well, hey, I liked Record. Don't you be dissing Record now, clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you want to buy, uh, if you want to play Prince of Persia on Steam, the whole series is like a dollar ninety nine for each. So mm-hmm. there was also, nice uh, it looked like a new, they showed off a new IP. It was, it's kind of like steep in a lot of ways. It features like ex- extreme sports, like biking, and you have this open world. To oh go yeah, across. Um, Riders Republic, I believe it's called. It actually looked kind of interesting the way that it was uh, featured. Um. I don't know, just like another extreme sports game, and like you got, 
I don't know, just all kinds of stuff going on, whether it be like, um, I think there was gliding, there was definitely biking, and it looked like you could just, just traverse a large world, and it looked like, I looked at the map, and it looked like really, really um, large and varied. I, I thought it looked pretty cool. Uh, Chat, Chat, did you uh, like anything from the Ubisoft Forward? Let's see if anybody says anything. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you see uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2? Oh yeah, neither did I. Well, <laughs> what are you doing, Jay? Well, that's another thing too, right? Like, how long? That game's dead. How long ago was that showcased uh, before uh, at E3? Like twenty eighteen, maybe twenty seventeen. It was one of those two. Like that was so long ago, and oh, it was twenty seventeen because it was when the Switch just came out, and people were talking about it being Switch exclusive. Yeah, twenty seventeen. From the gameplay that I saw and the, how big it is, oh man. It is, um, I don't know if he'll be able to fit on there, <laughs> to be honest with you, unless they do a Switch upgrade, but man, oh man. Um, yeah, that looks like it needs SSD, like a game like that. When they showed it off, I was like, this game isn't coming to these consoles. Like, <laughs> this just does, isn't going to load that giant world that they were showing off. There's like no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Beyond Good and Evil. I don't know if any of you guys on the panel played the original, but it was it was a pretty cool game back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. I don't think it aged well. I tried to play it uh, recently, and it, I just couldn't get into it. I think it's just the time and what I'm used to nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the same way. I mean, when I when it uh, became free and I downloaded it, I thought, oh, everyone tells me this game is really great. I have to go and I try it. I really couldn't get into it either. Mm-hmm. I always liked. Uh, I thought the voice acting was all right. The soundtrack, granted, yeah, it has aged uh, significantly in a lot of ways. But uh, I, I just enjoyed the story. Person, I know I have friends of mine who were obsessed with it um, years ago. But yeah, it's just it's another one of those titles that it's getting such a huge revamp. Like even okay, the the sequel. I'm not even connecting it. I just think it's a new IP, to be honest with you, just because of how much time has gone by and what they're doing with it. It just seems like more of a new IP in a lot of ways. But, yeah, it's kind of disappeared off the off the face of the earth, and I'm just wondering if they've even canceled it. Like, Shock makes a good point. Is this something that's going to reappear? <laughs> uh, it just seems like something that they've invested way too much money in to just cancel. But I, I heard from somebody that it's still coming out. So I don't know how true that is, but somebody DM'd me and said, no, it's still coming out. Because I thought it was canceled or something as well. Yeah, I hate that when you see a game, whether it be an E3, I think even like two two years ago or a year and a half ago, uh, Xbox showed a Mafia game. um, And I haven't heard anything since. Like, you see these cool games and then you never hear of them again. And some don't even go. Was that out. one in the last night we never last saw? Last night, really? oh yeah, 2018. Oh, yeah, was, uh, remember, remember, Agent by Rockstar. Oh yeah. Yeah, I hate when that happens. Those usually are the coolest looking games too. You're like, wow. But the last night that was Tim Surrett. Yeah. Uh, he had problems, and then he said it was still on, and then uh, he, you know, he he hasn't talked about it. 
for over a year, so I don't know what the heck's going on there. I was looking forward to that game. I was so excited because the art style just looks so good, and it just seemed like an interesting premise, and then all of a sudden it just disappeared. And then, yeah, the trouble, uh, yeah, he was having issues with it. I'm not sure if it was publishing issues. I think a publisher dropped him, and then he was looking for uh another publisher and yeah just it, it dropped off the face of the earth unfortunately that, that's something that i would love microsoft to pick up that game that would be totally unique but yeah it originally was a a microsoft pc uh console exclusive and then he got dropped and then i think he said it was going multi-plat and then again uh he hasn't he, he hasn't talked about anything about during the game. So I think the whole studio went down or so it was a bunch of stuff that he made some comments and I don't know. He's not a, he's not the most well-liked guy. And uh, I would just remember that it reminded me of a game called flashback. And, I love uh, that. I love that game. What a great yeah, game. That thought, is. You know, I was really, I, I thought it looked really cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was also that mafia game. Um, and somebody told me uh, that it's still a thing, but I don't remember. It was some mafia game, Mafia Lord, or something. And uh, I love those type type games. But uh, yeah, that that one, you know, sometimes you just never. Sometimes they just they just never make it, and uh, you know, it just shows you that not everything, you know, always can be planned, or that's the industry for you. Hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I saw what you did there. I, just put down. <laughs> I put down in one time out for 300 seconds. You bastard. <laughs> oh. Well, it gives him more time with Sea of Thieves. So oh. <laughs> oh, man. Jeremy. Oh, too funny. Too funny. But, uh, yeah, guys, just again, uh, the Ubisoft Forward event, just to kind of close it out, like, Okay, Ubisoft for me doesn't really usually do it. They have a couple of games I like. It just, I wish they would show Splinter Cell. I mean, they know everybody's been after that game for the longest time. I wish that's a, an IP that I wish Microsoft would actually spend money on. To be honest with you guys, and just acquire from them or just fund because it would work so well for them in in my opinion, and it would just it would give gamers what they want. You know, it just it's been a, it's been too long. We need a stealth game. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's what that's what the initiative is working. Not Splinter Cell, but maybe that's the type of game. I still I'm still thinking that the initiative is going to make a perfect dark game. And there there you go. That would be right right there. I mean, DSX ain't coming out anytime soon either. So. Uh, I, I I wonder if some of uh, you know Splinter Cell has to do with they probably can't get either the team together to do it, or maybe Michael Ironside's just not not available anymore, and they know the last time they tried to make a Splinter Cell game without Michael Ironside voicing uh, <clears throat> voicing Sam. Exactly. That whoever made that sound, that was it. <laughs> oh. I think he was the one that maybe someone leaked that like they were working on. I don't know if it was Michael Ironside or not, but because he was saying, oh yeah, they told me I think it was maybe the Italian or somebody, Italian voice actor, one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That yeah, I do remember that. That was uh, kind of recently too, from what I remember. Um, yeah, because I I think 
Now, the studio that made Splinter Cell Blacklist, I believe, was Ubisoft Toronto. They've recently done Watch Dogs Legion they're currently working on. So if that's the same studio uh, that would be working on Splinter Cell, presumably, man, oh man, we got a long time to wait if that's the case. So, <laughs> hey, if uh, I wouldn't mind if the initiative were working on that one, to be honest with you, if they, if they had just bought the IP. Now, wouldn't that be something, huh? Instead of buying a studio, they just full-on buy an IP from uh, one of these publishers and just give it to one of their internal studios. That would be that would be very interesting. And then they reimagine that. Hmm. Just me, anyways. But, uh, okay, guys, on that point, we are going to cut the show to a close. And you know what, guys? I gotta say, this was a really fun show, just hanging out with the trio from the Gamers United Guild. Um, and overall, it was just a great show overall just to talk about the series s and pricing on the consoles i gotta give a huge shout out to everyone that tuned in live very very active chat tonight great to see you all again if you enjoyed the show then please leave a like share this video out and subscribe for more txr content again really good show tonight let's get to some of these outros i'm gonna start with our guests Jay, the graphic god, buddy, thank you very much for coming on. It was a blast. Where can everybody find you at? Oh, no, thank you for inviting me. This was a fun time. Um, so if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at graphic underscore god. And hit me up if you're looking for avatars or animations or gamer picks or overlays, like what we've got here on TXR. And um, you can also find me on Tuesday nights. We host a little show called The Retro Renegades where we play old games, drink a lot of beer, swear, and just do a lot of craziness. And a lot of the people here, um, Mike's been on the show, Clowns has been on the show, Invader's been on the show. We'll have to get the rest of you guys on there once in a while. Um, we just have a lot of fun. That's basically, there's, there's, there are no topics. You get on the show, there's live gameplay happening. It's usually games from the 80s and 90s. And we just shoot the shit, and you never know what's going to happen. Much like what you see here with Spicy Spice in the corner here. Dragon Spice. (laughs) Dragon Spice. Yeah. That Flemish. What a a character that guy is. Oh, man. Yes. Anything can happen. Anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. So if you need a, uh, you know, any kind of graphics, uh, especially gamer picks, you know, Jay's all about creating uh, the gamer picks. Obviously, get into that. I might know a few people that uh, want to hit you up. Actually, Jay, we should talk about that. Uh, moving on here, Mike Mollis Stinger from Next Level Gaming. Thank you very much for coming on, my friend. It's always great to have you on. And uh, yeah, where can everybody find you at? Ah, oh, well. As always, thanks for uh, having me on TXR. You know, I love I love the show, and uh, uh, and again, actually, clowns and Jay and you and um, I think I think that's it. That's been on NLG. We got to fix that. Get everybody else. Um, but uh, I, so you can find you can find us at uh, on YouTube. Uh, at uh, where the original Next Level Gaming, you type in Next Level Gaming with the first thing that comes up. Uh, our our show is on every Thursday night at 9 p.m. So, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, me and the guys just talking about whatever whatever's going on. And usually now we're we're into doing uh, some segments and things that uh, instead of just talking about the news, uh, you know, Fastback, who's in the 
the chat room tonight. He does a Game Pass segment uh, talking about you know good Game Pass games. We got Frankie who talks about you know who tells you all the good uh, indie indie stuff that's on sale. Uh, I've been working on a bunch of retro uh, segments uh, myself, and uh, John does a lot of our VR and uh, just all around if you need to know about a game. And of course, you got Peter who. Uh, just plays everything, beats everything, and and has an incredible uh, split of knowledge. So uh, that's that. You can catch me on Twitter and on Xbox at Stinger NLG on PlayStation at the original NLG, and uh, that's it. I'm glad to be here again. Nice, nice. Happy to have you, bro. It was it was great. <clears throat> Definitely, of course, Mike. And moving down the list, we have our friend from Four Guys with Quarters, Italian Clowns. Clowns, buddy, again, thank you very much for coming on. Great, great insight tonight, as always. Where can everybody find you and your show? Thanks, Vader. It was a pleasure being here. You know, I love you guys at TXR. I love all of you guys. Um, you know, every, we moved the show, Four Guys with Quarters, to Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and Midway Monster and Viewpoint Gaming have joined the panel permanently. So they'll be on there. Uh, this week we have uh, Xbot and Leo as a guest. Um, I'm officially part of the Gaming Beyond the Box crew now and Fork Nation. And I also do primetime gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends on Monday nights. Um, and you can find me in Italian Clowns and almost on all social media. Um, yeah, and that's it. Uh, and thanks for having me, man. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, and let me give Flamish a shout out because he's doing 4GQ TV news with me. And Jay's really hooked us up with a lot of <laughs> uh, pretty cool stuff for that. But Flamish is a character you got to see when he delivers the news. He really delivers it in style. So I <laughs> And that'll be Wednesday, Wednesday through Friday. You'll get to see Flemish on the 4GQ TV channel. We've rebranded and we're expanding. Okay. Nice. You also have to you have to explain to people that Flemish, he's from Belgium. That's all you have to know. <laughs> Just like Jean Claude Van Damme was. So. Mm-hmm. By the way, I got to give a quick shout out to my uh, brother OEB Pete because I also do the uh, Amico All Access show, which actually. Mm-hmm. I'm not on tonight because he just moved. Uh, he he's the lead-in show for you guys now. So uh, <laughs> they moved to Sundays at eight. So uh, uh, as soon as I'm done there, I'll be jumping in. Uh, jumping in this chat. So, mm-hmm. uh, but they, that's a great panel. We're we're not running out of things to talk about with Ian Television Amico, and, and uh, uh, just always a great time there. So OEBP. Oh, absolutely. Nice, nice. PD does some good stuff. He he always has Tommy on, which is awesome. Tommy Tellerico. Um and, and, and can anyone can anyone argue with me? He's got the biggest smile on the planet. Dude, <laughs> he is Mr. Happiness. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Flamish has got a pretty big smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's only when you have no. Spice Girls playing. There you go. <laughs> and he's also a Gamers United Guild member as well. Indeed. Exactly. Indeed. And you know, Got to shout that out to uh, Invader. Gaming United Guild is really awesome. Bunch of all cool people in there. BG4G as well uh, is in there with us. So huge shout out to everybody. Indie Gamer. Gamer. It's a really cool supportive crew. And I'm glad that you guys are in it too, Invader. Um, Yeah, so check out all the GUG brothers, including Retro Renegades. Mm -hmm. You may have noticed that sign at Jay's place before an alien takes them away. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> there it is up there. <laughs> Retro Renegades. Oh yeah. No, that's that's such a cool setup, Jay. Like <laughs> I'm in love with it to be honest. Something happened to your arm when you reached up there a little bit. Kind no, of no, it didn't. Up. No, it didn't. <laughs> this is my office. <laughs> nice. The truth is out there, fellas. But uh, all right. Awesome stuff. And we will move on to the TXR crew now. And uh, I'll start off with Centurion, buddy. Uh, Hey, hell of a show. Great, great, great presence tonight. Where can everybody follow you at, bud? Oh, man. I didn't have as great a presence as everybody else here, man. I had to be a little quiet tonight. My allergies are totally destroying me with all these forest fires going on in California. Uh, oh man it's like our during the day our sun actually certain times is red just from the smog in the air no oh be safe, safe be safe yeah oh yeah i was Fun in times. 2049 huh what do you say said, how is it in 2049 <laughs> uh, what do you mean 2049 because everybody was complete uh comparing it to blade runner 2049 oh oh, oh yep yeah, i totally did not catch that one that's funny but anyways, I cannot be found as many places as some of the great gentlemen here on the show, but you can find me on my channel and Twitter and Xbox Live at Centurion1307. You can also find me on the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam every Saturday night, and you can also find me right here every Sunday night on TXR. All right, great stuff. Tim Dog, one hell of a show tonight, buddy. Always great to have you on. Now, where can everybody follow you at? You follow me on XCloud Tim Dog on Twitter. Uh, great show, great panel at LG. It definitely hit up the show. I haven't made it, but I'll definitely will be there. Just hit me up in DMs. We'll figure that out. Very much um, will. That'll break the internet. <laughs> uh, but great show. Really uh, very smart people and um, just, just a great, great, great thing that, that you guys have going on and, uh, the, you know, the collaboration that TXR and, and Jay and everyone's doing, uh, is, is really cool. Um, I remember when, uh, you know, Invader came to us and I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, but it's just good to see that people in the community helping each other out. And, um, you know, uh, we're probably gonna have another nice week of news, and we're getting closer and closer, so uh, definitely um, tune in uh, to all of our shows. Um, you know, NLG and and you know uh, Clowns show, and uh, you know, and, and our show as well. Uh, it's going to be a pretty crazy week, but uh, really great job by everyone, and thanks for everyone coming on the show Mm -hmm, absolutely yeah there's definitely going to be a lot of playstation news to cover next week because again you know they have uh, an announcement on for on wednesday so keep your eyes peeled for the pricing there fellas all right shock buddy good show tonight as always uh where can everybody follow you and uh you know possibly buy a few digital uh sorry not digital physical games off of you (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, split, all the Splinter Cell series is on sale right now on Xbox for, I think, $5 each. So definitely grab those. Um, but yeah, and I figured it out. It I can buy games. I just can't buy uh, ones that give me the Game Pass discount. 
So Ninja Gaiden 2 and Dra- Dragon Orta that are in Game Pass right now, I can't buy them. I can buy anything else. Go okay. figure. Oh. But if that helps any- if, I'm- if anybody else gets that error. So who knows? That's kind of funny. Hmm. Wow. All right. And moving down the list, Megatron, last but not least. Where can everybody follow you at, my friend? Um, hey, it's Clowns, Jay, Mike, it was awesome to have you guys on the show, man. It was real fun to finally be on the panel with you guys. You know, you guys are full of knowledge and fun, and, you know, we play games, man. And, you know, as always, you can hit me up on um, uh, Twitter, Megatron underscore 1975, and, you know, hit me up on also uh, my gamer tag, Megatron 1, play some games and talk about life, man, anything and everything. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Great show. Yeah, guys, you got that right. And, of course, you guys, you can follow my content on YouTube over at Invader Gaming. As well, you can find me on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. I'm pretty active on there. I got to say, great show tonight. I love the full panel. And we cannot wait to see you here next week, next Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific time, where we're definitely going to have a lot more to talk about, whether it be PlayStation, more Xbox news, and so much more. Again, fellas, it was great. Have a good one.